On this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, we talk about BYU being ranked in the top 25 again, chances against Gonzaga, and, and BYU spring football just became a lot more interesting. A uh, big storyline developing there. All this and more on this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. I'm Brandon Gurney. Dick Harmon's away luxuriating on, on some cruise. Jeff calls away on some family issues. So with me is Jay Drew, uh, Desert News uh, Sparkling New Employee. Uh, very pleased to have him on staff. And I'm Brandon Gurney, as I mentioned. So a lot to talk about today and, and a lot of good news for BYU men's basketball. Man, Jay, you've covered the program for a long time. When's the last time you can remember the excitement level and kind of the national specter being as great on BYU basketball as it is currently? Well, obviously, the 2010-2011 season, uh, Jimmer Fredette's senior year, that team also had Jackson Emery. Tyler Hawes was a freshman pre-mission, I think. I'd have to go back for sure. But Kyle Collinsworth was on that team before a mission. Uh, That was an excellent team. Obviously, I don't think the level of excitement has reached that point yet. That team was in the top five. That team was rolling and, of course, had the National Player of the Year in Jimmer Fredette. But I can see this uh, excitement building. This is going to be a huge week with Santa Clara on Thursday and then number two Gonzaga coming to town Saturday. If BYU takes care of business Thursday, that game Saturday is going to be huge. Even nationally, it's going to be big. It's going to draw a lot of attention. And so, uh, so yeah, um, I kind of get off the beat. Jeff calls the main beat writer now for BYU basketball for the Desert News. And uh, lo and behold, the Cougars have a great season with me not around <laughs> as much. Well, what's interesting to me about the, this BYU basketball team is, is is you remember when all these guys were recruited five, six years ago and just all the prognostications. I mean, I think they signed five guys within the ESPN Top 100, which is just amazing, right? And, and the thought has been, man, these guys biffed it. They, they, they didn't pan out. But I think what you're seeing now is, no, they were that talented. And, and with some extra motivation, a coaching change, you're starting to realize the potential of, of, of what these guys always had. I, I don't know if they, they've lived up to the hype necessarily, but close to it. TJ Haas is the guy that seems to get criticized the most, and, and, and I wonder why. He, he's awesome. I, he, he's playing the point guard position as well as anyone I can remember since since Jimmer Fredette back in the day. So I, I, I think this talent level's there. I, the team's rolling, and some Sometimes you just need that program change. You just need things to change to, to kind of realize that talent. Maybe Rose could have done the same thing. I, I don't know, but it seemed to all come together. And I think this team has a lot of potential. But with that said, you had a game against San Diego where San Diego's awful this year. And you saw BYU have to struggle for every inch in that game. What are your thoughts about that, that Jay? I, do you think it's just one of those road things that you have to get over? And, and what do you take from, from, from a game like that? Yeah, I've preached all along. Uh, when I was the main beat writer and even now that it is hard to win college basketball games on the road. Even teams with marginal talent can rise up. They're comfortable. They're in their own gym. They're used to the rims. They're used to shooting at both ends of the floor in that particular gym. They get their crowd behind them a little bit and crazy things can happen. San Diego gave St. Mary's a great game, almost beat St. Mary's a couple weeks ago. Then they went up to Pepperdine, who's pretty good this year, and got beat on a buzzer beater. So San Diego has improved slowly as the season's gone on. So I, I wouldn't say that they were awful, but I just go back to 
college basketball is the hardest of all the sports, at least that I've been around, to win on the road. There's more of a home court advantage in, in that sport than, than anything I can think of, you know, baseball, football, NBA, basketball, anything like that. So so that's what I chalk it up to. I, I think we ought to mention, Brandon, that not only is this kind of a special season, but they've overcome amazing setbacks and just oh, yeah. just adversity with I mean, I just saw a list the other day starting with Zach Selyus's foot in the in the European trip that he broke and TJ Haas needing surgery right before the season and then of course everything with Yoli that everyone knows and Gavin Baxter. And now the latest is Dalton Nixon. The ankle sprain looks like he's going to be out. Uh, Jeff Call has written in the Deseret News a couple times now that it looks like two to three weeks. That's another serious blow to their chances, but they keep motoring along. So hats off to Mark uh, Pope and his coaching staff. They've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, the Dalton Nixon injury is really unfortunate. And that San Diego game, you saw them make plays they needed to make at the end of the game. And even though you argue my point if they're awful or not. Okay, they were their ranking is awful. Can we agree on that? Their record. There you go. Yeah, nine, <laughs> nine and eight. I still tend whatever. to think it's an awful basketball. Anyway, but but your 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 points are extremely valid. With just home teams, those games happen. They happen all the time. And, and, and the fact that BYU was able to come out on the right side, I think, speaks loudly. They were able to make two really big plays within the last seconds of the game to pull that out. And I think that's a mark of a good basketball team. One thing I have to mention: I was on the many of these road trips and a weird thing happens i don't know weird or crazy whatever but BYU always has as many or more fans at some of these arenas than the home team and but the home team fans sense that and so do the home team players and they actually are energized by that in ways that is really amazing and the crowd gets way more vocal than it would have been if it was you know, 90 to 10 in in their favor. I don't know if it's human nature or whatever, but these teams rise up. I've seen it over and over. I've seen bad Portland teams play well. I've seen bad Loyola Marymount teams rise up and play well. It's just I don't know how to explain it other than it just gets their emotions going and their energy going, and they just play out of their heads. As far as Dalton Nixon goes, it's, it's a huge injury in my mind. Um, not having that off the bench, what he brings, and what he brings is everything, uh, especially the energy. He's a guy willing to do everything. He works really well within the offense. He comes up with those 50-50 balls, as, as Mark Pope said, and, and he's just kind of that guy that's really valuable to a basketball team. And I, I don't think you can replace him. Everyone says, oh, well, Gavin Baxter will now step in. I don't think Gavin Baxter can do the things Dalton Nixon does, which is really kind of weird to say because you look at their athletic skill set. Gavin Baxter has a much better skill set overall, but but as far as just being in that flow, just being instinctive, and, and the versatility I, I think is what's really lacking with that Dalton Nixon injury. But I do think Gavin Baxter has a lot of potential. I, you have to forgive what you've seen from ba- Gavin Baxter so far. He's rusty. It's going to take time, but unfortunately, BYU doesn't have a lot of time. So, so we'll see how accelerated that is. I I believe in his skill set. I believe in his work ethic. So, so it's going to be a big thing, and it's going to need to be a big thing against Gonzaga. They're going to need help off the bench. How do you see this Gonzaga game shaking out, Jay? Yeah, one thing on Dalton Nixon, I, he might not be as talented physically as Gavin Baxter, but he has basketball IQ 
that is unbelievable. Yep, you can absolutely. tell this kid has been raised to yep. play basketball by Kevin Nixon, and I think his mother played uh, college or high school basketball, and uh, and a lot of his uncles. It's just in the family, and he is a basketball savant. You can just tell. As far as uh, Gonzaga coming to town, the Zags are really good. I watched them at the start of the season, and I thought, well, they're gettable this year. They're beatable, and they've just Mark Fuse, an outstanding coach. Obviously, they're a little nicked up injury-wise, but it looks like they'll be 100%. I know Killian Tilly's missed some games, and, and uh, Timmy, I think, has missed a few games. And, and they, But they just, they've got such a deep bench, they can overcome all that. Like we have said, uh, like a lot of you have said in the newsletter that is coming out uh, Tuesday night, BYU's just got to make shots. I think if BYU can recapture that shooting touch that they had at Loyola Marymount and that they had at the Marriott Center in the few games before this latest road trip. I think they got a puncher's chance. I really do. Yeah, I think I think they absolutely do. And, and that's just where BYU basketball's at. This is kind of what you expected BYU to be at when it joined the West Coast Conference. Kind of just battling out with Gonzaga every year. I, I think we're kind of seeing that this year where BYU's clearly the second best team. I don't think anyone would argue otherwise. B- BYU's kind of right there. Just, yeah, we're, we're number two to, to Gonzaga and we're going to battle and, and maybe get over. It's, it's going to be a big game. It would be a huge, huge win for this this basketball program. Um, turning to football, wow, what a gift for, for reporting in spring. The quarterback competition's open. How about that, Jay? Um, how do you see that? Well, we read into those comments. I, I mean, is that the way it was always going to be, or, or what do you read into that? Well, Coaches will never really say, very rarely will they say, yeah, he's our guy. We've already decided this is number one guy. Even, you know, even when, you know, Brett Favre or Peyton Manning or whatever coming back, it's, that's just coach speak in a lot of ways. But I really, from the coaches I talk to and these guys like Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes, they usually play it pretty straight. They don't give you a lot of coach speak. Kalani Sataki is a little bit into that coach speak. He's the head coach. He has to be a little more politically correct or whatever. But these other guys are, are, are I trust them. I, I trust Aaron Roderick when he says it's an open competition. And just because I've known him for years and years, and and I really think it is. I think Zach Wilson could have solidified his spot with a great bowl game, and he just didn't pull it off. He had good plays, but he had a lot of really killer plays, and uh, especially at the end there where they where they threw the interception and lost the game. So, uh yeah, it's uh, it's one of those storylines. In fact, it is the storyline in spring football. Obviously, another big one now is the Chaz IU situation that uh, broke last Tuesday. I'm sure it'll be a topic of discussion when we meet with Kalani after the March 2nd uh, spring practice opener. And uh, hopefully Kalani will maybe nip it in the bud, let us know what's going on with, with Chaz IU, and then we can focus on spring football. Yeah, it's... It's interesting. I, I agree with you on Zach Wilson, but but I think the bigger story isn't any deficiency by Zach Wilson. It's just how well Baylor Romney and Jaron Hall showed. And and fans have kind of put it a Baylor Romney versus Zach Wilson type thing. I disagree with that. I think for BYU to kind of reach the next level and and, and, and become something that they haven't been since they, they were independent is a truly extraordinary talent at quarterback. What I saw from Jaron Hall in that little window where he played was extraordinary. What he was able to do on the football field, guys don't do that. 
that is an extraordinary talent. And I don't know what the concussion situation is. It's very scary. Maybe we've seen the last of Jaron Hall. I mean, that's a serious thing with the concussions and all that. But when you ha- can bridle that extraordinary talent, he has talent that none of the other guys have. With his ability in the open field, I, I think is truly special. And I think he's a real wild card to kind of become that guy because I, I, I really, and that's nothing against Zach Wilson or Baylor Romney. Both those guys are very good. I like both of them a lot. But to me, the real interesting guy is Jaron Hall and what he can do. And I don't know if he can really show that in practice. I think he's kind of limited in that regard. But but I think it's fascinating what's going on at the quarterback position. It's going to be fascinating how long they can keep all three of these guys. It's, man, that they're the same class. How's that going to sort out? It's really interesting. And I'm intrigued. I'm going to read every single article J. Drew puts out on the quarterback situation. I'm going to parse all the quotes. And it, it, it's going to make for a fun, fun spring practice. And, um, we'll see how forthcoming they are. They probably won't be. <laughs> It'll probably be something you want more information, but but you can't. But but anything other than that, you look like you have something to add, Jay. Well, I, I think the uh, the other wild card in the whole quarterback derby is Jaron Hall in baseball. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Hall is, even as we speak, he's, uh, he's well, he's coming back from the weekend of the baseball trip to Arizona where they went two and two, and we can talk about that in a sec. But but uh, you've got that. I've talked to Mike Littlewood, the baseball coach, about it. He said, hey, we realize football is the priority for Jaron. We'll take him whenever we can get him, but we're not going to be demanding in any way, shape, or form. And then Aaron Roderick, I asked him the same question, and he said, hey, we're willing to share Jaron. We, uh, we preach multi-sport athletes as far as kids in high school, so it'd be hypocritical if we got a kid and then said you could only play one sport. So they're willing to share him, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if Jaron can make a niche for himself in baseball, and if he shows well enough in baseball that maybe he starts thinking, uh, this might be my future. So that's just an added element to this whole quarterback uh, thing. We also should add that Baylor Romney's wife is a world-class pole vaulter, it turns out. She's here on scholarship at BYU. So people that think maybe, you know, he's not long here if he doesn't get the starting spot. That's another, you know, another aspect of this is that uh, it isn't his decision only. His wife is doing really, really well in track and field. And and back to Zach Wilson, I still really believe in his talent. I I believe he probably came back too early from injury. And I I don't think he was right probably until the end of the season. I think with recovery time and and what he showed when he's healthy, I – well, decision-making was kind of the thing, but you can kind of forgive that. Don't give up on Zach Wilson. He's still a really good player. He's he's putting in the time. This ultimately might be the best thing to happen to Zach Wilson to really push him because he has real competition, absolutely has real competition. And now. he will have a whole off season. Uh, to work. He didn't have that last year after the January shoulder surgery. Absolutely. He's a film junkie. He's a film nut. And he is driven. I it's mean, a football family. Here is Right. Here's a guy that goes and gets instruction, uh, private instruction from John Beck in San Diego. They invest a ton in time and money. I'm speaking of the Wilson family into Zach. And uh, they want him to be an NFL quarterback. There's no question. And he has the drive and motivation to do that. He has that work ethic. So I really expect Zach to make a really, really big improvement in his junior season. Yeah, it's it, it's fascinating. The good thing for coaches, I don't think they can make a bad decision. Whoever is going to going to rise up and become that starter, and it's got to be Zach Wilson's to lose. I, I think that's probably the way where they're going to go about it. They will have earned it absolutely. You touched on baseball. Wow, big win. 
really out of the gate strong. BYU baseball appears to be a thing again this year. Yeah, uh, they won their opener. They beat Gonzaga. It was a non-conference game, even though Gonzaga's picked to win the WCC, BYU's league as well. Then they got swept by New Mexico, who's a really good Mountain West team. But then the big one Monday, yesterday, they uh, they rose up and beat number 24, 25, Oregon State, who's won a national championship in the recent uh, past. So big win for them. Mike Littlewood told me he's got a young staff, or young team, but really talented team. They've got like 20 newcomers, which is the most they've ever had for a 35-man roster. And uh, he's really, uh, he's preaching patience, but he thinks this team's got a lot of talent, especially pitching, which has been a bugaboo for BYU in the past. And uh, big things are expected of this team this year. Yeah, let's finish it off with volleyball. That's kind of my thing. They're just rolling. I, I I don't know what else can be said about volleyball other than that they're beating everyone. They're ranked number one in the country. Really excited to see these guys go up against Hawaii because that's the other team. That's going to be kind of what, what it's going to boil down to. But this team's going to be in the Final Four. They're going to... <laughs> very legitimately could win a national championship yet again. Women's basketball, very good weekend for them. You could tell Juddy was really excited. Team seems to be coming together. I don't know how much potential they have. I think it's probably an NIT team this year, but what they're building next year, that's going to be the year. Shaley Gonzalez is going to be back. They're going to add Lauren Gustin. They they lose uh, Brennan Drollinger, which is going to be a pretty big loss, but this team has the components to to really do some special things in the coming years. So Anyway, that's this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. Please join us again next week.